Food Heals Podcast, Episode 288. I have sort of seen that there are three types of meditators. One is the curious beginner. And then the other one is what I call the structured Susie. And then I think most of us fall under the other category, which is what I call a grab and go gal. Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals Podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put in their Lululemons and take a yoga class while drinking a green juice. If you experience any of these symptoms, text your priest immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody, and happy, happy new year. Today, I'm talking with host of the Women's Meditation Network and my good friend, Katie Kremitzos. Katie is committed to brightening the light of women around the world through her Women's Meditation Network. It provides beautiful guided meditations and related resources just specifically created with the special journey of women in mind. And she's very passionate about giving us the tools, the strategies, and the inspiration to live the lives that we will truly love. And Katie's just someone that I really admire. She's a wife, she's a mother, she's a podcaster, she's a public speaker, just all around one of those people who is so full of light that you're like, how do I get me some of that? So check out the Women's Meditation Network at womensmeditationnetwork.com. And if you want to meet Katie in person and hang out with me as well, we will be in Florida, Orlando, March 6th through 8th at PodFest. PodFest is a community of people who are you know, getting together to share ideas and people who are passionate about sharing their voice and message with the world through audio and through video. I'll be there hosting the wellness panel. I'll also be the official PodFest karaoke host. I'll be doing a book signing for my brand new book, Food Heals, and I'm doing a pre-event workshop on creating your sponsorship deck. So, if you're interested in joining us this year, email me at info at foodhealsnation.com and I'll send you all the info to sign up. So you listen to this show and you might notice that we have sponsors, sponsored content, and sometimes I do sponsored Instagram posts. And that's because I built this beautiful deck, this beautiful sponsorship deck. And how did I know how to build it? Well, I walked around at the conferences that I would be attending and I asked the people at the booths who were sponsors who had already paid to be there, what are you looking for in a sponsorship deck? And they gave me very specific information, which I then incorporated into my sponsorship deck. And then I made it really beautiful with pictures and great templates and everything like that. And now I teach other people how to do that too, so that you can make some money at your side hustle, whether it's video production, audio production, um, Instagram, anything that you do that is creative, you could get sponsors for. And so that's what I'll be teaching in the pre-day workshop at PodFest. So if you want to join me, email me at info at foodhealsnation.com. And the cool thing is, if you come to the sponsorship deck workshop, not only will you walk away with a sponsorship deck in your hands on your laptop ready to go, ready to send out to potential sponsors, but you also get a free ticket to the entire event, the entire PodFest. So let me know if you want to join me. Katie will be there as well. It is her husband, Chris's event. So we're going to have so much fun karaokeing. Come to my wellness panel, come to the workshop, come to my book signing. Let's hang out in 2020. I hope to see you there. But next up, my interview with Katie. 
the Food Hills podcast starts now. All right. She's a mom, wife, adventurer, podcaster, seeker, change maker, and host of the Women's Meditation Network. Please welcome today's guest back to the show, Katie Kermitsos. Allie, what's going on, girl? How you doing? I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I love this day. <laughs> so good. Such a perfect day to start your new intentions and really start a practice, like maybe a meditation practice. I don't know. Mm, that would be a great one to start. <laughs> maybe they could listen to this podcast I heard about. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it's a good one from a couple of people have told me, you know, Women's Meditation Network. Yeah, I'll choose that. Yeah. <laughs> a few people have mentioned it. I don't know. It's just one of my favorites. All right, Katie. Well, I know your story, but because we're friends and we luckily get the chance to hang out, well, most recently in Orlando, also in Italy, all the fabulous places of the world. <laughs> yes, yes. But catch Food Heals Nation up because you haven't been on this show for about two years, I believe. You're on in November, I think, in 2018. Yeah. So it's been quite a journey for you. And I'm so excited to share what you've been up to with, with Food Heals Nation. Oh my goodness. Yes. Holy moly. What has happened in two years? <laughs> so two years ago, the snapshot was that I was happily and energetically working in my business, Biz Women Rock, which was a podcast, coaching and consulting business. I helped women entrepreneurs. I had masterminds. I did retreats. I did all sorts of stuff. Uh, I was also a mom of a little girl at that time, married to my soulmate. Um, I believe I was on Food Heals talking about how I healed myself naturally of my asthma, talking yeah. about my birds. Yeah. And <laughs> since then, now, fast forward two years, the snapshot is I no longer have the Biz Women Rock podcast or business. I actually literally just shut that down days ago because mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. got pregnant with our second daughter who just turned one. Uh, actually has the a birthday the day after yours. Yes, um, happy birthday. <laughs> and so when I found out I was pregnant with her, basically decided to launch a brand new podcast and business that would be a lot more aligned with the life I knew I was about to step into with two little girls. Because um, that's I what I most people do when they get pregnant for the <laughs> second time. They yeah. start a new business. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start something new because I don't have enough on my plate already. Um, I, but I didn't start it because I wanted to add something new. I started it because I, I knew I needed something that would really allow me to live into what I knew I was about to have and the the lifestyle that I that I knew that I wanted and that I envisioned for myself, which point blank was more time freedom. My Biz Women Rock business had a little bit of time freedom, but it was very much like I showed up live in person on certain days for certain things. And so if a kid got sick, it would, of course, shuffle things around. And I have the best clients in the world who were super, most of them moms, super generous about things shifting. But um, I knew with a newborn and a toddler, I was going to need a little bit more of the time freedom. So I had always really wanted to build a business that was more of the quote-unquote passive income type of a business. And also, the culmination of that and you know meditation, which at that point, I had been a meditator for 20-some-odd years and really loved it as a tool for myself. There's a long story, but basically, I was like, okay, this meditation thing can be the tool that will allow me to continue doing what I really 
believe I'm here to do for women, which is help each of us really see and connect to and brighten our own internal lights and live lives that we really truly love from the inside out. And so I saw it as that tool. It matched up with a business model that was a little bit more in line with the lifestyle that I was living into. And so I did that. And then fast forward, now I have two little girls. I have now one business called the Women's Meditation Network that's been <laughs> good for about a year and a half now. And um, I'm continuing to build it. We are just, I'm just moving along in the rhythm of all of that. And holy moly, there's a lot of ups and downs in all of those <laughs> moments of all of those things nicely being packaged up in that story. Well, and when we were just in Atlanta recently for a She Podcast where you were the keynote speaker, you did a talk and it was very moving. Literally, I was in like the front row and we were all bawling. It was so, <laughs> so well done. And I think one of the things that really was touching people was like how... Well, first of all, that you were making such a big shift because it's very hard. It's like when people quit their full-time job with benefits, that's essentially what you did. You gave up something that you had birthed into the world that was your business that you loved. So first of all, it was that you were taking this risk and making this transition, but also it was the amount of people that had been moved by the meditation message and were truly healing themselves and changing their lives through meditation as one of the biggest tools in their healing toolbox. So I would love to hear more about like what meditation has done for you and for the people that you've worked with now that you've started the Women's Meditation Network? Oh, such a great question. So I guess I should start off by just painting the accurate picture. I do not consider myself a meditation expert, a meditation guru, a meditation (laughs) teacher. Like I have never gone to certify myself in any particular school of meditation But I really have just always been a consumer of meditation. And so I'll talk about what it's meant for me. So, you know, me creating guided meditations every single week, which is what the Women's Meditation Network podcast is, is really just utilizing meditation as a tool to speak to a woman's soul and to help her connect with herself. Because that is what meditation has been for me, a Mm -hmm. tool to heal, like you said, a tool to hear myself, a tool to understand who I really am and what I want, what I don't want. You know, it amidst the movement of all of life's expectations and my own expectations and where I've always been. And so I was first introduced to meditation as the final couple of minutes during Shavasana in a yoga 101 class that I took when I was like 18 (laughs) years old. I took it in college at Arizona State. And I remember laying down in Shavasana and doing the guided meditation. And I was like, whoa, Mm. I want that. Like, (laughs) I don't care about the yoga part. Like, I'll take that. That was amazing. It had such a a physical and spiritual and emotional impact on me. Right. Because it just felt so good. And so that really started my, my relationship with meditation. And over the years, I have sought out ways to experience meditation in a bunch of different ways. So I have you know, gone to our local Buddhist center for different meditation series that they had to learn about Buddhism and utilize meditation as a tool to practice inner guidance and inner wisdom. And I've gone to, you know, a friend's house every single week for 
oh man, probably a year or two to do small group meditation that she would lead. I, you know, as apps and podcasts started coming out under the fold, I got, you know, savvy to that and started using my phone to go find meditations that I really needed to hear. So meditation for me has always been a chance to pause in the very quick-paced life that I always lead (laughs) and a chance to really listen to what it is that's really right for me. And I say that without wanting it to come across as, oh, this like magical light comes to you every single time you meditate. Like I consider meditation much like working out where, Mm. you know, somebody who's an athlete or somebody who works out regularly will speak very highly about the benefits of working out and how good they feel and the runner's high. And what's also true is that choosing to go actually put on your shoes and go outside and go for a run, like that can be grueling sometime in a big head game. And (laughs) you can actually go out and have a really horrible run. And you can, you know, not enjoy any of it, even though you feel good afterwards, and you're glad you did it. So, you know, the actual act and practice of meditation can be very frustrating and has been for me many, many times like, oh my God, when is my timer going to go off? Or, oh my God, when is this kind of meditation going to stop? I can't stop my mind from moving. But the practice of it, just like the practice of any physical activity is always a thousand times worth it because you feel the benefit, not necessarily in that moment, but always in the culmination of the practice over and over again. I can't speak about it highly enough. It has helped me develop an immensely loud, intuitive voice with myself so I know how to be the guide and the leader of my own life. Mic drop. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for being here. (laughs) No, it's so true. And like, okay, I remember the first time I tried to meditate without guided because I say basically guided meditation is the gateway to meditation because I can do Mm. guided. If someone's talking to me and telling me what to do, oh, breathe now, you know, relax your toes. Oh, now think about this. And it's like, oh, great. But when I first tried to meditate from, you know, after reading something in a book about how to quiet my mind, I just sat there like, is this over yet? Like, I don't know what to do. You're like, you know, like I needed the music. I needed a voice like Katie's, like someone to guide me and tell me how to relax because my body did not know how to do that because I was so trained to be go, go, go type A, get shit done all of the time that literally the thought of sitting there thoughtless was a fucking nightmare to me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, the first couple of times I remember I'm in North Carolina and I'm like, I don't understand how this is healing. Just being quiet. I am wasting all my time that I could be doing something actionable. And the truth is, is I just didn't have a comprehensive understanding of it at that time. And back then we had CDs and somehow I got my hands on a guided meditation CD with rain, you know, beautiful rain and some birds and someone's voice telling me how to relax. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, I can do this. I got this. Oh, and this feels good. Oh, this feels really good. Oh, now I'm relaxed. And then that would allow me to take a break in my day and then go back into my day with grace and ease and not with frantic energy that Mm. I tended to have, which I still, you know, I can still access that frantic energy at any time. (laughs) I think think all of us who are like action oriented can easily live out of that if we don't stop and consciously step out of it. Yes, 100%. 
All right, Food Heals Nation, I hope you're enjoying our interview with Katie. And again, Happy New Year and cheers to all the amazing things that you're going to accomplish this year. I know 2019 was a great year for me. I set a goal to finish my book, Food Heals, by the end of the year, and I just barely made it. I launched on 1212. Thank you to everyone who purchased Food Heals. It's still available on Amazon. But that was one of the biggest goals that I accomplished in 2019. And 2020, I'm going big. And if you're ready to go big, if you're ready to do the thing, to start the side hustle, if you are a wellness entrepreneur or want to be, or if you want to start a podcast in 2020, or you want to up-level your business in 2020, or you want to write a wellness book, whatever it is, I got your back with Rise and Bloom 2020. This will be the fourth time. Yeah, the fourth time we're doing Rise and Bloom. We've got an amazing group of just wellness warriors, just really cool people doing really amazing things in the world. And we all support each other and we all have each other's backs. So Rise and Bloom is an online mastermind where wellness entrepreneurs build wellness empires. And it's the fourth Wednesday of the month. It's at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, except for November and December. Then it's the third because of the holidays. And Rise and Bloom is really for wellness entrepreneurs who want to produce more income in their business and create more time freedom to pursue their passions, just like I've done, just like Katie has done. So each month, you get a two-hour monthly coaching call with me and other experts I bring on. We talk all about the things that we need to do to up-level our business. You also get three months free to the Food Heals VIP Club, which goes behind the scenes of some of our favorite wellness brands. You also get to network with a passionate community of fierce female entrepreneurs in a private Facebook group where we collaborate, we review each other's shows and books and products, and we interview each other, and we just take care of each other. You also get ongoing Instagram support in our Rise and Bloom Instagram group, but really you build your network of connections of people that will just last a lifetime. So quarter one, the first three months, we're going to talk all about podcasting. And so if you have a wellness journey that you would like to share, if you want to interview people in wellness, I've got your back. We've got so many amazing podcasters in our group with beautiful stories and advice to help you. And so each month, we're going to cover a different topic when it comes to podcasting. You're going to learn how to make, market, and monetize your wellness podcast. In quarter two, that is April, May, and June, we're going to be covering books. I'll be covering that with my editor, Laura Peterson who helped me edit Food Heals. And during those three months, you're going to learn how to write and market a best-selling book so you become an authority in your field and so that you help more people. You're going to learn all the PR strategies, how to book speaking gigs, and why sharing your personal journey is the key to creating true fans. Quarter three, that's July, August, and September, we're going to cover creating online courses that convert your clients into customers and create that massive passive income. So anything you know how to do, you can teach. So if you know how to cook, you can teach it. Anywhere you are in your healing journey, in your wellness journey, in your life journey, you can teach someone. There is knowledge there. There is something that someone can learn from you. So even if you're just one step ahead of someone, there's value that they can learn from you. There's so much wisdom from your experiences. And there's so many more people that need your help than there are helping people. So why not create some online courses that can help other people do the thing that you know how to do, 
right? So we're going to help you create those courses. That is July, August, and September. And then in the third quarter of 2020, we're going to talk about high ticket coaching. That's going to be October, November, and December. So we're going to figure out what is that expert service offer that you can give to your clients and how to get those high-end clients to give you recurring revenue, what you can teach them, and how to create more time in your day, how to attract the right clients who need your products and services. So by the end of 2020, by taking this mastermind, you very well could have a brand new podcast, a brand new book, one or two online courses, and some high-end coaching clients. And then you have a whole new career that you've created in what you really want to do and living the life you really want to live. And I want to help you get there. That's what I do. That's what Katie does. And if you want to work with me in 2020, just email me info at foodhealsnation.com. I made it really, really affordable. This is not a high ticket item that you have to pay thousands of dollars for. In fact, most people are very surprised at how low the price is. So just reach out, give me a shout at info at foodhealsnation.com. I'll send you all the info so you can up-level your life in 2020, create the life that you desire, and help other people while you do it. All right, now back to my interview with Katie. You're listening to the Food Hills Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. So I love what you're doing, and you're very good at it. I was with you when you started, and you sent me like a fr- one of your one of your first ones, and I, yeah. I don't remember the exact topic. It was about being confident as a woman, and I was like, "This is gold," and I feel amazing. And it was just so well done, high production value, beautiful words. Your voice is so soothing. Like I'm just so excited for you. What do you think makes you like so good at it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, it's interesting that you say it. First of all, thank you for the compliment. I don't. No, because my voice, as you can hear from this interview, and if you, you know, could grasp the concept of what my prior business life was like with Biz Women Rock, super high energy, super like, yes, you could do this. So, you know, the literal voice of meditation is absolutely not that. It is super (laughs) calm and relaxing. And, you know, I remember that meditation I sent to you. It was called You Are Extraordinary, a daily reminder. I had listened to a gazillion meditations. So I knew what I liked. And the kind of voices that soothed me and made me feel welcome and sort of embraced me in a hug. And, and I guess I just did my best to have that tone. You know, it, 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 I have learned, logistically, I have learned and have been practicing for a year and a half now how to better do that voice. And so how that feels like on the mic, like what I have to envision when I'm literally on the mic recording this and trying to make sure that it's not too high energy, but it's not like monotoned and all that sort of stuff. So I have to stay in the humanization of it, like really thinking about the Allison who's on the other end of this listening and how do I make sure that she hears that I see her and how beautiful she is from the inside out. Like it's that, it's a constant practice. Yeah, it is interesting. I'm thinking of my other three girlfriends who all make meditations like Danielle and Marissa and Susie, and they're all high energy people, but they can all drop in to their quiet voice and really guide you. And you're just like, oh, you're just so moved by the person that's helping you. And I love that. And so 
I don't personally have a consistent meditation, to be completely honest. I don't have children. I don't have a full-time job, so I don't have a routine. I'm just like an entrepreneur who's like, well, today I'm doing this. Tomorrow is going to be completely <laughs> different. Like today it's Food Heals. Tomorrow it's film production clients and we're filming downtown. And so when I don't have that consistent schedule, I don't have a consistent meditation practice, but I do have it as a tool in my healing toolbox and I do take time to do it, especially when we're at these conferences and events that you and I are often attending or speaking at where it's high energy, there's a lot of extroversion needed, which I'm an introvert playing extrovert. So it's a great tool for things like that to come back into my body and take a break, take a rest, take a relaxation so that I can come back as my best self and not come back as my exhausted self. Mm-hmm. So what does your you know routine, your practice look like for meditation? Well, first off, I'm so glad that you outed yourself as a (laughs) believer in meditation and yet not having, quote unquote, a regular routine meditation practice. Because guess what? That's me too. Yeah, I feel like I'm on a little bit of a mission to debunk what meditation actually should, quote unquote, look like. Mm. There are huge benefits to having a daily meditation practice that is very routine. There are absolutely benefits of that. And I have done that before. And that's not what it needs to look like in order for you to be considered a meditator or for you to get the benefits of meditation. So one thing I want to debunk is that, A, you don't need to be sitting in the lotus position with your hands on your knees, perfectly erect, closing your eyes and sitting, you know, staring out onto the beach sunset. Like that does not need to be what meditation (laughs) looks like. That is not what my meditation, I am not comfortable in that position. So, you know, I sit down and And actually, probably 50% of the time, I actually use a meditation to go to sleep. So I'm laying Mm -hmm. down with whatever headphones on. And that's, you know, five minutes into it or sometimes 30 minutes into it, I'm asleep. So there's no quote unquote, you know, end to my meditation practice. But um, I have sort of seen that there are three types of meditators. One is kind of the curious beginner. Like I want to start this and let me see what this is all about. And then the other one is the what I call the structured Susie. That's the person who absolutely meditates every day at 4.30 a.m. And that's awesome mm-hmm. or whatever time works for them. And then I think most of us fall under the other category, which is what I call a grab-and-go gal. You know, <laughs> I and this is me. So I know I need to feel something or I know I need to get rid of this feeling or I know enough to know I just need to be quiet right now. So let me go meditate. So, you know, what my routine looks like is totally not routine. Um, Like I said, probably three to four days out of the week, I'm using a meditation to go to sleep. All the other days, like for me, it actually might be just spending five minutes to go on a walk outside. Mm -hmm. To me, that's a meditation because I'm taking the time to pause and to not be in the normal mumbo jumbo of everything and taking a time to just come to myself. Sometimes that looks like me just sitting on the couch and just breathing uh, and just paying attention to my breath and I'll set an alarm for five minutes or 10 minutes. Sometimes it's actually me going, you know, and finding a guided meditation. Just, okay, I've got 10 minutes. Cool. Let me see which one, you know, I really feel like listening to right now. A lot of times my emotional state really drive what meditations I'm looking for, which is exactly why I call and title my meditations the way that I do, which are very different than I think your standard meditations. Like my meditations are not called, 
you know, the five healing chakra meditations series. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, even though I love chakra meditations, they're, they're very approachable. They're very much in line with how I look for meditations, which is how do I want to feel or what am I feeling now that I need to move through and process? So it's, again, you are extraordinary. A daily reminder, you are worthy. Connect to the goddess within you. Gratitude when things suck. Surrendering to the season. These are all titles of my meditation. So, you know, my practice, it looks like just being aware of when my intuition tells me I need a pause. And then I go take a pause in whatever way I find necessary. Sometimes it's even, you know, just journaling, but I don't know if I would consider journaling a meditation, but it's more of like just taking that time and then maybe breathing for just a couple minutes at the end of a journal entry and just like being there with whatever came out. So it is ridiculously unstructured and and yet super important in my everyday life. Well, it's like, it's so cliche to say, but breath is life and we're not breathing. Even right now as we're doing the show, I was thinking about, I'm like, am I taking deep breaths or am I taking shallow breaths? Because I'm sitting here thinking about what's my next question for Katie going to be? Or am I in the present moment, breathing deep and listening actively to what you're saying? You know, I think about these things. So personally, I like meditations that are like, um, very specific and targeted to a situation that I'm dealing with, which yours are. For example, you created a guided meditation. Thank you for my food freedom course, which is really, you know, the point of the course is about ending body shame, ending emotional eating, and really creating a loving relationship with food. And that's something that I'm very passionate about that I know you are very passionate about. So I have a two-part question. One is, what are some of your most popular meditations that people have downloaded because they are so specific? And part two... Do they come from your real life experiences? Like you're like, this is something I need to heal. And so I'm going to create this for the next level woman that needs to heal this as well. The two most popular ones are sleep related. So relax Mm -hmm. your body into sleep and ease into sleep. Those are the two most popular ones. I think sleep meditations are massive. And that's huge, actually, because I've had conversations with a lot of people who are like, oh, I can listen to a meditation to go to sleep? I thought I had to listen to the very end. (laughs) I'm like, no, you don't want to hear the end. That's a great thing. (laughs) So those are my two most popular, but separately I have one called You're Feeling Blocked that has gotten ridiculous amounts of downloads. And then the morning meditations, like a daily morning meditation. I have one called Wake Up and Shine, a daily Mm. morning meditation that is very popular. And then the You Are Extraordinary, a daily reminder. Some of those that are more like, I want to get into your soul and remind you how amazing you are, like those confidence ones, I call them. Those are very popular. So to answer your question, 95% of the meditations I create are absolutely personally driven and personally created. (laughs) As a matter of fact, I just this week started telling the stories behind the meditations in my emails Mm -hmm. that I send out every week to announce the new meditation. For example, this week's meditation is called Let Go of What No Longer Serves You. And so I told this story about how the reason that I got the inspiration for this meditation is because (laughs) my husband and I had gotten into a fight. By the way, Mm -hmm. I have a meditation called You're in a Fight with Your Spouse, which was also, of course, inspired by a fight I was having with my spouse. And... um, (laughs) you know, he and I were just not in flow on a particular day. And 
I was seeing myself be super angry at him for whatever, you know, being in his phone, being sucked into the phone instead of being present with our girls, which look, I can be guilty of too, Mm -hmm. you know, and I found myself like lining up all these reasons to be angry at him. You know, when we believe a story where we line up all the details and the facts to make sure that that story is true for us, right? So, oh my gosh, he doesn't do this and he never does the dishes and blah, 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 blah. Here's what I do versus what he does. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, of course, kind of lashing out on him. He was lashing out on me. Like, it just was this horrible downward spiral. And I stopped in the moment and I was like, this does not serve us. And if it doesn't serve us, it doesn't serve me. So how about I choose a different way to react to when I'm triggered? How about I choose a different way other than anger? Because that doesn't get me. That doesn't serve me. So maybe in this type of an interaction with my husband, maybe I can choose kindness and understanding and a little compassion. And let me try that and see how that goes. So I was able to identify this thing that doesn't serve me and let it go. So I got that inspiration, wrote this meditation, wrote it. And I'm always thinking about like, well, what experience can I guide people through to allow them to really embody the title of this? And so I take them through like, you know, this visual of identifying what this thing is that no longer serves them and then watching it disintegrate and feeling the freedom of that. And so, yeah, I mean, many of them are absolutely (laughs) come from my life experience. I mean, you could probably actually see what's been going on in my life over the past year, all the ups and downs based on the titles of the meditations. That's so amazing. And I love that because it's like, there's so many meditations that are like you were saying earlier, just like about the chakras. And that's absolutely amazing. Great. I want to learn more about the chakras and I want to heal them and I want them all to be firing equally and none to be suppressed. Fabulous. But to go into the specifics is so important because we are all dealing with shit all of the time. Mm -hmm. Even if we are the meditators on the mountain or the people who are, you know, eating the best diet most of the time. And, you know, we are trying to evolve our lives and trying to heal ourselves on a regular basis. There's still someone that's going to cut you off in traffic. There's still someone that's going to trigger you and make you angry, whether it's your husband, your boss, your kids, your friends, your dog, like someone's going to piss you off. Something's going to happen. So we have to have the tools to deal with those things. And it's like, you're like a trusted friend in my ear who's like, all right, Allie, we got this and we're yeah. going to do it together. And I'm like, we great, Katie, let's, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and you know what the other thing is, is that, uh, yeah, because life is messy. And so I, fi- I figure that if I can title a meditation in a way that makes you feel seen, like I see mm-hmm. you, I know you do this. Like I have one called Take Off Your Cape, Superwoman. And it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hello. Oh, I've heard that one. That's so good. Yes. And I, I, so I have like a little, mo- I, ca- I call it like a little monologue that I have. Sometimes it's super short. Sometimes it's, you know, like a minute or so before I actually go into the meditation. And that monologue allows me to sort of say what I need to say about what that title represents. And it always gives the intention of the meditation. So for that one in particular, it was just like, I see you. I see you spinning all the plates and I see you, you know, trying to hold everything up. And I see that other people look at your life and they wonder how you do it. And yet sometimes you feel so weak. Guess what? You don't have to keep this cape on. You just need to be you. Like, so I, it's very much like if, if a woman can feel seen and that what she's going through, and this is why it's so, it's so important to me to have a very specific kind of experiential or topical title is because 
every single one of us are experiencing such an array of messiness of our lives every single day, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so if I can just make you know that you are seen and that I get it and that it's okay and we're going to get through this. So just come with me. Like that's immense because how many of us are going through stuff that we don't feel like other people really see the hard or we don't think that maybe they see the good even. There's so much there to help a woman feel totally connected and like she's got somebody here with her. Yeah. And it does facilitate that connection. You know, for so long, I felt so alone in my experience because I didn't know anyone who had been through massive trauma that I had who was talking about it. Right. And so here I was doing all the things and, you know, trying to make it in this world and going, why is it so hard for me and not so hard for everyone else? How does everyone else have it all together? Truth was, no one had it together. They just weren't talking about it. This was yeah. before the time of Instagram memes where everyone's talking about it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And I felt alone for a long period of time. And then, you know, eventually started the podcast, started meeting all of these people through my film work and the podcast work who had been through huge struggles, who were constantly, you know, self-helping and self-healing. And all of a sudden I realized I wasn't alone, that we were all going through stuff. And then finally I found a community of people willing to talk about it. But Mm. there was a long time where I did feel alone. So I feel like this is such a gift to any woman or man who doesn't feel like they have a support system of people they can talk to, or they feel alone in their feelings. Like everyone else has got it together. No one else has been through this. And I'm not even talking about people who are playing the victim. I'm just talking about the feeling that, wow, everyone's got their shit together, but me and how do they do it? No, they don't have their shit together. They're faking it and they're not yeah. talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I'm about to turn 41, even in what I would consider, you know, years where I have bypassed my younger, more ignorant years. And while, of course, I have a lot of wisdom to continue learning, but um, I feel pretty darn wise in who I am and who I am with the world. But like even this past year of transitioning from one kid to two and mommying Mm -hmm. and managing the mommying and business and the the managing of the mommy and the business and the relationship and the household and all these things, there have been so many times that are just ugly, really Mm. ugly and messy. And even in those times, even as what I feel is a very in tune woman, I am like, why does everyone else seem to have their shit together? And I feel (laughs) broken. I'm just, I'm totally messed up. And so it's interesting that even in this very connected world, there's still such a need for authenticity and stories and real, I'm not saying sharing messiness for the sake of messiness, but at the very least, like holding hands, like Mm -hmm. we're all in this together. Not any of us are better than anyone else. Like we all are just at different points in our journeys and, and it's our journeys, like no more eyes on anyone else. Like it's my journey, but we're connected. I get to hold your hand through this journey and that feels so good. Yeah. And what do you think got you so passionate about helping women? Because now you're doing the Women's Meditation Network. And before that, you were doing Biz Women Rock. So you really have this theme going. What is it that makes you so passionate about, you know, letting us know that we're extraordinary? Yeah. um, If I had to distill it down to two things or two, I guess, moments of my history, the first would be that I was raised, there's six kids in my family. I'm number four out of six, five Mm -hmm. girls, one boy, very (laughs) powerful matriarchal mom, like 
just a phenomenal woman, such a great role model and a feminist father. My dad took, you know, feminism 101 classes when I think I was like 11 or 12. So I was at, it was amazing. (laughs) He's such an incredible man. And so, you know, I was at a ripe age when he was taking those classes and I was a total tomboy athlete. So Mm -hmm. I got a lot of pride about being very strong and, kind of not feminine, even though throughout these years, obviously, I've understood like the balance and the, you know, embracing of it all. But, you know, at a very young age and a very impressionable age, I remember my dad telling me, Katie, you don't need to rely on a man to bring home the bacon. You go make your own bacon. Like I remember that message. And so, so awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it, it wasn't just that message, but it was in the context of this very female, powerful family that I was raised in. And so that's one. And then the second, I can remember this very distinct moment. So I was, I think I was a sophomore or junior in college. And in the same semester, I took Women's Studies 101 and Gender and Communication. And those two classes together rocked my world upside Mm -hmm. down, inside out, right side up. It was like the, whoa, holy cow, this is it. And I just fell deeply in love with the woman's experience in this world, even though we're so different and (laughs) so varied and so diverse. And yet there's this kind of a common history and theme. And so I just remember thinking at that time, like, it is a good thing that I was born in this particular time and space and or at mm-hmm. least that this personality in this time and space is happening. Because if I were, you know, possibly one of my past lives, I was probably the Joan of Arc because I would not have been comfortable in the woman's typical role back then. I would have been the woman like shaking things up. But You were um, definitely burned at the cross at the yeah. stake, to be honest. <laughs> I think I may have been. So what all that culminated to was me really believing, which I still really do believe, and it might sound a little like out there, but I really believe like the solution to so many shitty things in this world is through every individual woman fully stepping into her power and her sense of self. Because if we can bypass all of that negative self-talk, all of the negative self-doubt, all of the shrinking that we do for a gazillion different reasons. I'm not devalidating any of that. Like it's all very real. I have it. But if we can bypass that and not spend our energy there, oh my God, what could we do in this world? I mean, that just releases so much energy. And if our young daughters see that in their mothers and in their aunts and in their grandmothers and in their sisters, What kind of a generation of young women are we now raising? Like, we just show up so differently to our communities, to our spouses, to our loved ones, and it raises the consciousness for everyone around us. I see it. Like, I have seen it with every amazingly connected soul living woman. So I believed in that when I was in my young 20s through all of that culmination of those experiences. My whole adult life has been searching for a way to express that in a way and for me to have some hand in that spiritual and and conscious evolution for women. Well, your mission is beautiful. And if Food Heals Nation doesn't have chills right now, something's wrong with you because I have the chills (laughs) (laughs) running up and down my arms right now. Um, That was really powerful. And I agree with you. And so right now, it's a new year. It's a 
perfect opportunity for all of us to start a new practice, um, whether you want to be a ritual. What was it? The something Susie? And oh, the- yeah, the structured <laughs> Susie. Or yeah. just if you want creative ideas as your grab and go girl, gal self, you know, whatever it is you want. <laughs> yeah. So what is, where can someone start? Um, we know that, you know, they can go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the, the places and download the podcast. But what would you recommend, you know, someone starts with in the new year? Like just saying, hey, I'm going to try this once per week. You yeah. know, what would you say? So if you go to womensmeditationnetwork.com, it obviously houses the backlog of the podcast, but more than that, it is a department store for everything that you need for your own meditation journey and for the desire to use this tool to live a life that helps you shine a little bit brighter. So there you'll immediately find the opportunity to get daily emails from me. So I can sort of remind you every single morning how amazing you are and um, how much this world you know, is an oyster for you and all of those really great ways to start off your day. There's a couple of, you know, really great resources there. There's a seven day meditation challenge. If you kind of want to like tiptoe into, you know, getting into that regular practice, they're super simple and very approachable daily meditations for seven days. There's a couple of meditation bundles there. Um, And then of course you can go and access the podcast and subscribe wherever you're listening to this show uh, so that you get a free guided meditation delivered to you every single week. Oh my gosh, I'm signing up for all of the things right now. (laughs) (laughs) I just have my iTunes on subscribe. (laughs) Yay, I love it. Yeah, so go subscribe, write a review because that helps all podcasters really show up in the search results and in the space. So that would be really helpful as well. And what's a good meditation for them to start off the new year with? What's one that you would recommend? Ooh, so um, I actually wrote this one for last year. And it's still incredibly relevant. Well, ooh, okay, so there's two I'm going to recommend. So the one okay. I wrote, the one I wrote last year is called "Setting Intentions for a New Beginning." You can use it anytime you're about to like start something new, but obviously it's so appropriate for the beginning of a new year, and it really helps you get clear about the intentions that you have for how you want to move forward. So that's a really powerful one. And the one that will be live by the time um, this episode airs that will have just come out is called A Year in Review Reflection Meditation. We move so fast that we forget to actually sit and reflect on, wow, look at what I have done. Look at what this year has brought me to. I promise you will make you feel so good about where you are right now and so like ready. So you may actually want to listen to that one first and then the setting intentions for a new beginning second. That's such an important topic because I think so many of us who are hustlers or type A or entrepreneurs or whatever, people who are strivers, who are constantly striving for more and more and more, we forget to realize how far we've come since we set our goals last year and go, oh my God, I did that. That was just a dream a year ago. And I created that. And now instead of recognizing and celebrating what I've done, I'm just on to the next. I know I'm guilty of it. So I think that's a really great thing. Reflect and have gratitude for how far you've come. You know, even if it's the simple goal is, hey, I feel better than I felt last year because I changed my diet and I went 
plant-based, you know, like Katie and I are, or it can be something simple. Like I feel better because I love myself a little bit more this year, or I've let go of some of that body shame, or I wrote that book, whatever it is. Like, yeah, be proud of yourself. I know this to be true for women in general, but I know it's true for a lot, just anyone who you know, is just really up to things in this world and really wants to make their life fulfilled. Like we forget all of these amazing things that we not only accomplish, but who we become. The visual I always have in my head is like, you know, we come out of the clouds and all of a sudden we look Mm -hmm. around and we're like, oh my gosh, this is where I am. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Holy cow. I'm amazing. Look at what I did. Look at who I am. So um, it's really, it's a powerful practice to make you feel super confident and very rooted and and proud of who you are right now. 100%. Well, check out womensmeditationnetwork.com. You can also read all about Katie's story. And there's just so much beautiful information here. And I love that there's the gratitude meditation for your village of women. Yes. There is just so much here that we didn't even get a chance to talk about today. So I just invite Food Heals Nation to come on here and check it out and start reading some of the blogs and start listening and see if it resonates with you because I'm guessing it will because it's really powerful stuff. And even if you just listen a couple times a week, you're going to start to feel better. You're going to start to have shifts. Situations are going to start to change, especially if you are not a meditator or haven't practiced this before. The power of meditation, you know, I've experienced it myself going from sitting around in silence, I can't do this, to being like, I can't wait to do this. And there's been a shift around that, just like you were talking about the exercise earlier. Gosh, I have to put on my shoes. I have to put on my workout clothes. I have to now go and actually run or get in my car and go to that gym or go to that class or whatever it is. And there can be a lot of hesitation around that. And with this meditation, it's like, take your smartphone, turn it on and sit down or lay down if you want to take that 10 minutes, that 20 minute break in your day, morning, afternoon, evening. I don't care when it's going to start to culminate. It's going to start to give you shifts. It's going to give you clarity. You're going to feel better. This stuff works. You know, that's my message when it comes to meditation. I'm just such a powerful believer in it. Even though I don't practice every single day of my life, I practice when I need to. Yep. It's magic. It's absolutely magical. I'm appalled at how deeply connected to myself and therefore like at ease and so peaceful with myself in in relation to this world I am. And I know it is through the practice of meditation and constantly practicing that. So yeah, yeah, we can all be advocates of it. I'm trying to wrap this up, but I just remember there's one about motivation that I listened to and it was a while ago, Katie, so I don't remember which one. I was just like, I can't finish my day. I'm tired. I don't feel like writing these emails or whatever it was that I had to get done that day. Maybe it was podcast stuff. Maybe it was film stuff. I don't know. But I was like, I'm done. And then I did a meditation. I was like, I feel motivated and extraordinary. And I'm going to go kick this day's ass. Like I got yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, That's exactly what the meditation was called. It was called, I think it was called, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> it probably was. That must be what I'm remembering. <laughs> I promise there is a meditation in that entire library. There's at least one that you'll be like, yes, I want that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, Katie, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for being here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Oh my gosh. It's going to be a phenomenal year. It is since I get to start it off here with you. Yes. Cheers to 2020. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.